0: So I recently did one of those kind of CBT uh, exercises, the cognitive behavioral therapy, which, I mean, my background on that, I, I never really found it to be very helpful. I mean, back years ago, uh, back when I was kind of first getting into therapy and stuff like what was that, five or so years ago, six, seven, something, eight, I don't know, some number of years ago, between five and ten years ago, um, I found, I, I had a lot of trouble with, my biggest problem with therapy was, I didn't like how clinical it felt, it felt very prescriptive, and like, and like, like I was being, like someone was just observing me and checking off boxes, and when they had enough boxes checked in a specific area, they would throw an exercise at me, and it felt very, like, textbook, and that bothered me, uh, because I was like, I can read a textbook, and <laughs> I was, I was so sassy, um... But CBT stuff I had, it was interesting because I had, there's this whole thing when you're, when working through, and this isn't like the entirety of CBT or anything, but, um, there's this whole breaking down of, you know, what your automatic thoughts are, um, and then looking at your automatic thoughts and being like, okay, well, what belief is underlying that, and then once you have that, then you're like, okay, well, what's the truth about this situation? And so you're supposed to replace this automatic thought with this truth statement, like with what's actually going on or something compassionate, you know? Um, and it, it was something that I, f- I found to be really difficult, especially when I was first starting out because my awareness was, I was still building my awareness of self, and so I didn't, I didn't, um, like, I wasn't able to notice these thoughts so readily, and I wasn't able to recall them, um, I mean, I guess it's still kind of a thing, like, recalling thoughts is, is, challenging because we're we have so many of them but I was I'm not sure I think it's part of CBT where you look at the situation and a trigger and stuff like that and then you and then you go into okay why is this triggering me and I remember I was like if I knew what the trigger was this would be a whole lot easier, wouldn't it? And I was like, the whole reason I'm here is because I can't figure out what's triggering me. And, oh gosh, it was just such a... It's, it's nice to look back on that and see how much I've grown, you know? So, but anyway, I was doing this CBT exercise around, you know, looking at those automatic thoughts, uh, specifically the ones that are not so great, um, the ones where we can be kind of mean to ourselves sometimes, you know, and it can be a kind of automatic response to something, like, you know, messing, messing up, I used to, when I would mess up on things, you know, I would call myself stupid, like, why can't you do this right, like, you know, all these negative things, this is what I used to do, um, but over the past however many years, I have been doing a lot of inner work and practice around rewriting my self talk. So I don't say a lot of negative things to myself anymore. Like, I don't, like, the thoughts themselves don't necessarily, don't really come up as often. I'm, I still occasionally do notice them, and I I tend to notice them more when I speak them, actually. And I don't know, maybe, maybe part of that is because sometimes, like, in, in my thought space, I'm not, I'm not, like, articulating sentences like I would be when I'm speaking. Sometimes the thoughts just come by as, like, a whole, like, a whole sentence in a, in, like, a couple of seconds, but not, like, not, like, sped up or anything, just an inst. I don't know. I, maybe you can relate. Uh, maybe that's just normal thinking. I don't know. But, anywho- um, I noticed I I haven't really been having these, like, negative self-directed, negative self-talk kinds of things. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those beliefs are gone. So for me, when I was looking at these, I was like, okay, I was doing this exercise um, with some friends and... I was looking at, I was trying to, trying to think on that. And I was like, what are my automatic thoughts? And I was like, I couldn't think of any, any specific automatic thoughts like that. And so I was like, okay, well, where, what times in my life do I feel, do I feel uh, like, I guess, constrict, constricting? When do I feel Like, those, those emotions that make it harder for me to move. And one of those in particular was um, right when I wake up. It's an emotion that meets me very often in the mornings. And it's kind of a feeling of disappointment in myself. And... There isn't a specific thought, not. There isn't a specific thought about myself in there. It's more. I look at the time and it's just a deep sigh. You know? And. It's one of those things where it's like, I, so what I did basically for this exercise was I I was like, okay, that's a feeling that still exists, that's tied to a belief, and then I kind of worked backwards, um, or forwards, I don't know how, but I was like, okay, so what kinds of thoughts would be tied to this feeling? Like, what is, what is this feeling like relating to and then I just kind of like went through and like these beliefs it it was very it was almost like the it was almost like yeah coming at it from that feeling side rather than that thinking side because I had done so much work with the thinking side it's like I have for a lot of um I don't know, it's really interesting because I've let go of a lot of those specific harsh thoughts. But in many cases, the feeling still remains because in rewriting the thought, it hasn't completely rewritten the belief. So and that doesn't necessarily mean that i you know that that um rewriting the thought was pointless because it it really wasn't because we get into these thinking feeling loops where um where our our thoughts feed our emotions and then our emotions feed our thoughts and it goes in this this feedback loop and if you're familiar with feedback with speakers and microphones you know it just it's that hum that just gets louder and louder and louder and louder and so that's what happens with our emotions and our thoughts they get harsher and harsher, the emotions get stronger and stronger so because I have cut off this feedback loop uh, on the thought side uh, the feeling, when the feeling comes up it's not met with the thought so there's nothing to amplify that feeling, it's just that feeling that comes up and the feeling only lasts as long as my body keeps making the hormones to feel that feeling, you know? So it has definitely helped. Practicing listening to my self talk has definitely helped because it's cut off half of that feedback loop. There is still, however, a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but there's still, however, work to be done around you know where that emotion is is coming from in the first place why that emotion just kind of pops up you know and then and that's still tied to some inner beliefs and limiting beliefs too kind of tied to this I think it's tied to you know feeling I don't know this is something that I'm still you know hashing out and I don't think I have enough at this point to really share on that yet but this is something that I've noticed with um CBT type work is Maybe that's part of why it didn't resonate so much with me, is there's no emotional component to it. I don't know if that would have been why, though, because I was very... Back when I first started therapy, I was very, very cognitive. I was very logical. So you'd think something like this would have resonated more. But I think maybe... Maybe, like, getting into those beliefs and stuff was was too woo-woo for me even then or something. I don't know, because I... It's so interesting, because therapy was what led me to spirituality, eventually. Or at least opening my mind to that. Rather, opening my mind to um, psychology and emotions. Emotional processing, emotional body, um, zen-type living, you know, meditation... It was it was a combination of things, I guess, really that led me to spirituality. But here we are. And I think that's something that, that's really important, though, to remember with any work with CBT is that the emotions do also really matter and that an emotion can exist without a thought. It can just pop up without a thought to initiate it. That happens. And yeah so that's one that and it's it's really interesting too because like with the thoughts like you can meet a thought with another thought and and kind of logic the thought away you can you can you know see a a thought that's that's harsh on yourself and meet it with a truth and and release that thought let it go the emotion that's one that i'm still Figuring out how to rewrite because it's it's an old emotion it's a learned emotion that also doesn't have any current bearing I wonder if it's in gratitude I bet it's in gratitude or something like that some kind of elevated type emotion I bet that's what it is. I'll have to look into that some more, but anyway, there's some thoughts on (laughs) CBT and, you know, uh, automatic thoughts and beliefs and rewriting thoughts and stuff and the role that emotions plays in all of that. So I hope you're doing all right and maybe this was enlightening or helpful in some kind of way, validating. At any rate, uh, it's nice to have a little bit of company as we walk down our paths, so cheers to you, cheers to growth, cheers to keeping on going. Okay.